Does everybody know what time it is? Time to put those blinders on. We don't want you glancing at other podcasts. Keep your hands to yourself and your eyes on your loved ones because it's time for grunt work. Tonight, there's going to be grunt work somewhere in this town. Tonight, there's going to be grunt work, so you'd better stick around. Because that's right, it's Grunt Work, the one and only podcast where we watch every single episode of the TV series Home Improvement and then talk about it. I'm your host, Truman the Forgot He Was Doing the Intro This Time Caps, and with me as always is my co-host, Landon the Keeps Track of All These Things So I Don't Have to Do Any Work, Solano. And that's that's my uh, the name of my podcast. Uh, the I don't have to do any work podcast. The, uh, yeah, it's a it's a very relaxing podcast. Good to listen to after hours. It's just uh, me sitting on my couch making like little uh, pleasant sighing noises. Like, <sighs> so do you think they play that in like energy spas or like dentists' offices to try and get people at ease up front? Yes. I think like fighter pilots are listening to that to stay mellow in the middle of their job, just yep. sighing. Combat training, all of it, yep. Yeah, that's good. Nothing gets you ready for combat like the sound of a man contentedly sighing on his couch. <sighs> that's that's great. Landon, how are you? How have you been? Oh, I've been uh, good. I've got... <laughs> a little interesting story that happened this week. A little interesting story. A little interesting story. Bite it's, it's still developing. So, oh, so I'm a single man, and I, you know, like a single man in 2017, am on online dating sites. Oh yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Uh, I will not Craigslist. <laughs> Craigslist. Uh, Adult friend BB finder. W seeking. I'm not the BBW. I don't know. What are initials? Whatever these things mean. <laughs> I, I am too old to be living in a digital age of dating. I'll tell you that much. Um, you, you'd rather go back to the days when online dating was all punch cards and binary systems. Yeah. You'd go on Usenet. And... <laughs> Sign it. Yeah. Uh, so to make sure that this is all home improvement based, uh, I'm going to admit something very embarrassing, which is my uh, one of my screen names. Has, one of your screen has names. to do with it. Well, not all of them make you choose a screen name. So on one of the dating sites uh, that makes you choose a screen name, uh, it's home improvement based. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna know what it is, but because uh, I just want to keep my privacy. I don't want people to come and find my. You don't want those grunt work groupies to just swarm <laughs> you, just trying to get your male essence. And then how um, do you have a real relationship with a woman when she's just in love with you for your work on grunt work? It's not possible. It's true. I understand. Um. So, and then I think I even mentioned in my profile somewhere that I host a, a home improvement podcast because, you know, uh, I really just am not committed to this dating thing. I want to keep them at bay as much yeah, as possible. Yeah, just let them know. No, it's like it's like how I always led with the, hey, I was in marching band for eight years yeah. thing on my dating profile. <laughs> just, I don't want to get too connected. You, you know what? You just get, you want to set the expectations. So like, if you are messaging me, you know what you're getting into. If, if you can overcome this level of self-sabotage, yeah. we might have a chance. <laughs> So a girl messaged me first, uh, which is rare in the dating world. Does not happen much. So kudos to her. Yes. Uh, Take it to the patriarchy, ma'am. She says this, and I'll keep her anonymous. Um, Her first message to me, hot take, home improvement is responsible for the election of Donald Trump. Oh, man. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That's almost 
exactly my reaction to her. So it's like, oh, so clearly this thing is important to you. Let me just drag <laughs> it into the sewer immediately and confront you about who you are. Yeah, exactly. So I, I asked her, you know, could you <laughs> please elaborate on that? Because uh, I'm like, oh, maybe, you know, she's got some sort of, uh, maybe she's playing to, like, my fan theory conspiracy brain, uh, yeah. as you are privy to every single week on this show. So I asked her to elaborate, and she's like, I was kind of kidding, but as my memory um, of the show is that Tim the Toolman Taylor seems like a bundle of toxic masculinity and white identity politics. Is this woman's name Karen? <laughs> uh, we actually haven't exchanged real names yet. Oh, so. man. Is it is her name Patriarchy Hater nineteen fifty six because that could also be Karen's screen name. <laughs> True, but you know what? Uh, I, I would date I would date a Karen. I would date a Karen too. Yeah. I I have I have less aversion to Karen than Tim does. Uh, they can't all be Jills, and, you know? and we'll get into Karen later in this episode. Yeah, but continue, uh, I defended um, you know as I concisely. Uh, uh, reiterated basically our entire first season just, just kept it to a tight 2500 words <laughs> i sent her 10 hours of content yeah yeah <laughs> um, and then it's like as extra credit you can also listen to the finale spectacular <laughs> only two and a half hours exactly yeah um and so i kind of defended it saying yeah you know his humor doesn't you know exactly stand up but the writers do a good job with wilson and al to help. yeah and like we got we started going back and forth in this like Huge uh, breaking down home improvement thesis thing. Could uh, could this be love? <laughs> Man, dude, is this our Valentine's Day episode? Just after our Halloween episode, which wasn't a Halloween episode, oh, we just God. recorded it around Halloween. Yeah, uh, it's exciting. So so, when, uh, have you guys got plans to get together? Are you going um, to do something? Well, this is well, maybe not the the thing look, I want to keep on track here. But hey, hey, look, my my, we're gonna we're gonna do a barbecue at my place. Yeah. You should come. But listen, what you need to do is you need to show your primal energy <laughs> and really like howl at the moon and show that you got some hair on your chest. <laughs> Uh, I appreciate the advice. I will take it very literally. You have to take it extremely literally, or the goofer doesn't work. <laughs> the problem is, I got to get hair on my chest first. <laughs> I know. Well, that's I can't help you there, man. <laughs> um, but uh, so I have uh, expressed interest in in asking her for drinks. I've asked her to drinks. <laughs> like, listen, I'm interested in asking you. Did, for did a drink. you did you go to her house and ask her father if you could perhaps yeah. come calling some summer evening, <laughs> sitting yes. on the front porch, rocking back and forth? Uh, and I asked her to call me Bradley. Um, uh, so it's it's TBD, but um, I, it's kind of a, a weird. This is one of those things we talked about in the beginning of our our show, Grunt Work, where it's like home improvement is infusing itself in aspects of our lives we wouldn't ever have expected. Uh, and so now here's this. Now now here it is. Well, look, all I'm going to say is if you guys are to get married, <laughs> you will have the first home improvement themed wedding in easily 30 years. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure there were at least two eccentric people who had home improvement themed weddings, but the, those home improvement wedding planners yeah. have long since gone out of business. Well, you, you know what's funny? I saw um, someone posted a tweet recently that uh, was like, Al Borland is the gay icon in waiting that hasn't been embraced yet. Oh, man. And I, it, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, man, there needs to be a home improvement wedding where both grooms are dressed as Al Borland. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> or just a show about planning home improvement-themed weddings that's called, say, uh, to the dress. <laughs> uh, hosted by Tim Gunn. <laughs> Yeah, he's actually everyone. It's a it's a little known fact. Everyone with the first name Tim loves home improvement. It's scientists cannot tell why. It's one of those things like how bumblebees shouldn't be able to fly, but they do. Yes, Tim Gunn shouldn't like home improvement, but he loves it. 
Tim. He thinks it's fierce. <laughs> Uh, I also have some news, and yeah, I know that this please. is a new. And you're sitting here like, "What is this? Pod Save America?" With all this news you're talking about, but this is <laughs> actually important. Okay. Um, it re- it involves our grunt count, oh, Brandon. No. Oh no, indeed. The fact is, folks, uh, I've let us all down. Oh, I've, no. I've I've What's I've ashamed happening? myself. Are we shutting the podcast? down? Yep, we're we're closing we're closing it down. It's like that scene in Ghostbusters where the EPA comes. We've been storing all these grunts in the middle of the city, and. Uh, <laughs> One one story, you know, they they shut off the power. All the grunts yeah. get out. Cats and dogs living and, together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, and it's, it's and pure entropy out there. Yeah. <laughs> so, but in reality, folks, uh, our grunt count right now is one count is one grunt higher than it should be. So, uh, first episode of season two, which was called "Read My Hips." I count in that episode, as you may recall, it had the lowest grunt count out of any of our episodes. Just a mm. single grunt. Which occurs when Tim is out back talking to Wilson, and when he realizes that he has done something wrong, he goes, "Oh yeah, I screwed up. Oh yeah, oh, yeah." Uh, so I yeah, kind of very long, long-winded grunt. Yes, it was grunt talk mixture. Yes, yeah. And therein, Landon, lies our problem. So uh, at the time when we recorded that, I chalked that up as one grunt, and I supported it. The, yes, yes, you did. So really, we both have blood on our hands here. <laughs> But then, in in editing our Super Spectacular, which I was still in the process of doing at that time, I heard my own diagnosis from earlier, in which I said, a grunt is not a grunt if it incorporates English or any other language into it. And I believe that my my reasoning there was that it can't be a different language if it already has another language at the center of it. Well, that's going to put a hamper on the French uh, version of Home Improvement. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, which is is called the... Jean-Tiette, Chantier-Louette, uh, uh, Gérard Depardieu work. There you go. There you go. Uh, it's it's much it's a much it's, more poetic, beautiful language. It stars Gérard Depardieu. Yeah, for it's be- sure. because they have a thirty-five hour work week over there. We can have longer names for the French version of our show. Uh, so anyway, but but by this calculus, then that means that the grunt in in Read My Hips is invalidated. So now our grunt count. Has to be subtracted by one, so I will I will put that in when we read ours tonight. It will it will reflect that. But I also want to point out, episode one of season two, read my hips, has zero grunts in it, zero grunts. And I want to remind everyone that home improvement episode started with Tim on tool time, openly mocking the notion that he would ever stop grunting, yeah. criticizing and setting fire to a letter that says he grunts too much. And so it's like the ultimate head fake <laughs> that he then doesn't grunt in that episode, yeah. and. I don't know how or why this happened. They certainly made up for the grunts this week, but... I don't, I, well, okay, so I, I don't want to divert from this uh, big transgression we've created, but I'm going to kick up some dust and hopefully people forget that we made a mistake. Yes. Uh, but I, I recognize something that you just reminded me of in that episode. Um, we talked about the, the fan theory world guys and mm-hmm. posted that theory that Tim Allen's life is a, a, a springboard for Tim Taylor's life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we used the, the idea that him reading that letter was him actually reading off to his critics. Yes. Uh, when I was pulling the gifts for um, that episode. <laughs> and you, you gave me nightmares with one of them. <laughs> with the, the flamethrower one. Gosh, in my um, mind when I close my eyes. It, it occurred to me. We've talked about how uh, hard on Al he is in this season, specifically in that episode when he conks him on the head with the hammer and then tries to do the Three Stooges boink uh, to his eyeballs. Um, I'm wondering if that was also Tim Allen getting a little uh, miffed at Richard Karn 
for overshadowing him with uh, the brilliance of Al Borland. Oh, I see. There's a little passive aggression there. Like, I, I'm going to do some alpha male moves on you to uh, even the playing field a little bit more. It's like, don't, you know, yeah, laugh it up. Enjoy that the writers have made you the secret hero of this universe. Right. But remember that I am your meal ticket. If exactly. I don't grunt, you don't eat. <laughs> but you know what? He didn't grunt. And we lied about it. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, I guess we call this Gruntgate. 2017 <laughs> but we're fully admitting and if you call for our resignations um well hey i am not a crook i can't speak for landon here uh i can't speak for myself to be perfectly honest okay well you know i think then other than that i think the best thing we can do is just uh take you know take heart in the fact that the special prosecutor is doing his work to make sure that we haven't lied about any other grunts <laughs> and uh you know just try and as best we can continue doing our grunt work uh indeed yeah proceed as usual so do we want to get into this one? Yeah, I got a synopsis for you. You've got a synopsis for I me? I do. I didn't get you anything, um, as usual. You really <laughs> shouldn't be surprised. Well, you got to be careful, because your birthday's coming up. Oh, God, don't remind people. <laughs> don't remind me. <laughs> um, okay, <clears throat> so this episode, it's date night for Jim until... I did it again. Jim until... I can't... I, can't, I, can't I keep... What is wrong with me with that? No, no, it's good, man. It's becoming a tradition. Also, what's the name of the episode? I'll get into it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, no, do, do over. I'll totally edit this out so you don't make that hilarious mistake. Uh, it's date night for Tim and Jill Taylor, and our best friend Karen is over to babysit the kids for the night. Good old Karen. Uh, <laughs> before they leave uh, for their date, Jill and Karen catch a segment of Tool Time where Tim casts a salacious glance at a female guest. Dun, dun, dun. They, they, they freeze frame it. They zoom in on it. It is irrefutable. <laughs> play by play. He is checking um, out those pipes. Karen, always quick with the commentary on feminism and patriarchal val uh, values, points it out and uh, berates him for it. And, and this, Jill does too. Yeah, they both do. Uh, but I feel like Karen kind of snowballs Jill. That Karen's a bad influence yeah, Not Doesn't steamroller, but kind of like Jill might not have said much if Karen hadn't. Started it. Yes. Um, anyhow, this causes Jill to challenge Tim not to look at a single woman while on their date at the restaurant yes. that they go to. Yes. Uh, this all comes crashing down when a bombshell named Kiki arrives and asks <laughs> Tim for his autograph. A lot of Kikis in Michigan just, just roaming around. <laughs> We're going to get into that. There is a, a very strong uh, thing going on here. We'll come to in a, a minute. A strong thing. A strong thing. Uh, meanwhile... Just out there flexing... <laughs> Pump and iron this thing. Uh, meanwhile, Randy is upset that he has small hands and uh, is bad at the sports. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> that one cuts real close to the core. <laughs> uh, that, that's uh, pretty much it. And this episode is named... Dun, 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 dun. Uh, uh, don't, uh, I only have eyes for Jill. Way better uh, title. It's uh, Overactive Glance. Overactive glance? Just right on the nose. Overactive glance. Like, overactive glands is the... Eh. Gland? Is that a thing? Oh, like, overactive... Well, I mean, like, a gland... Like, gland is sort of a wide... That casts a wide net for things it could talk about. Yeah, but, so I like, mean, is overactive gland a common phrase? I feel, like I've, I feel like I've heard that in a pharmaceutical commercial. I don't know if I care enough to look it up right now while we're on the air, but <laughs> overactive glance... Uh, yeah, it's just like right on the nose. I'm going to say, I I mean, I found this episode enjoyable. There were moments mm -hmm. in it that truly, I think, it, I, it achieved peak home imp improvement yeah, in the way agreed. that I have been waiting for. 
but that's a pretty bad title for a show that is <laughs> usually at least amusing with its titles. Yeah, it definitely has, you know, a, a eye for play on words and puns and stuff. And this is just like, no, this just is what it is. Hey, the pun guy took this week off. <laughs> <laughs> so did the transition guy. Uh, we got a handful of them, but they weren't uh, nearly as... Um, constructed as they usually are look okay fine bring this up yeah the first thing we get in the, the out of the cold open so our cold open for this starts with uh tim at home dirty mm-hmm. from the garage he and jill are about to go out to dinner yeah and he goes out in the backyard before going to sh- clean up for dinner and is talking to the boys and this is where we learn that randy has small hands and can't uh, he always fumbles the the sports ball that brad throws at him <laughs> the benford sports ball i say blame the sports ball not your randy Which, hands uh the benford sports ball is really really prominent in this season is it is it still getting credited as a recurring guest star or is it actually in the opening credits now because it's, it's played by lou gossett jr <laughs> I'm pretty sure the the sports ball had more screen time than Al in this episode. Honestly, yeah. And Al's screen time also literally occurred on a screen inside of our screen. Yes. Guys, but, and here's the the really depressing thing is that the Benford sports ball has had more screen time in the last three episodes than Lisa has at all this season. Thank you for bringing that up because I forgot that Pamela Anderson was on this show. <laughs> She's not in the opening credits. How would you ever know? Yeah, well, she, well, I would know by seeing the show. And she, oh, yeah. like, she wasn't in the opening credits last season either. Yeah. You're right. They have really just kicked her out the like short mm-hmm. of that that cold open where Tim sets the thing on fire and she's yeah. not even allowed to carry the mailbag anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. Um anyway, that's going to come into play with something we're going to talk about in a little bit th- regarding Kiki. There is so much foreshadowing in this episode already. Tim goes out in the backyard, Brad, Randy, and uh Mark are playing football. Randy fumbles, he gets mad, he chucks the sports ball over the fence into Wilson's yard. <laughs> My first reaction is like, man, last week it was Brad being rambunctious, now it's yeah. Randy. I mean, you can't get all these boys just being yeah. sweet on the same day. And Randy throws the ball over the fence in the way that he said he was going to in the last episode. Yeah, oh yeah, he just Remember got, he threatens oh, yeah. Brad, he's like, who do you think they'd blame if I threw it over there? It's gonna be the, the good kid or the kid brought home by the female cop. Do you think that do you think that Randy is able to remember everything that happens from previous episodes, whereas everyone else on the show just their continuity kind resets. of resets? Oh my god! Like I don't know, episode. but I think you just hit on a fantastic sitcom idea. That, that's that. There's like one person who doesn't reset to normal, yeah. and all of their shit gets more and more screwed up. But yes. everyone else is just like, oh yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, it's just it's the beginning again. <laughs> there same, you go. Same plot line. You heard it here, folks. Don't steal that idea. Don't yeah. Don't steal that. There's no better. Way. Well, we've self copyrighted it. This is the next best <laughs> thing to typing it up and mailing it to yourself is putting it out on your podcast. And that show is called uh, Memento Morty. Oh, that's good. <laughs> it's just a guy named Mort. <laughs> you're gonna. Yeah, I promise you, you're going to run into trouble with the Rick and Morty fans. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, we'll do a crossover episode, and everyone will like build a bigger universe out of it uh, than it needs to. All the podcasts about our show will <laughs> go nuts. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so Tim's recommendation to Randy, mm-hmm. rather than "Hey, maybe practice more and you'll get better at it," is yeah. "Hey, put glue on your hands." Which I'm certain is cheating, not that I'm the sports <laughs> expert, but there's got to be a yeah, rule. Yeah, if you can't spit on a ball in baseball, uh, I think glue for football is probably uh, yeah, if, looked down upon. If they if they <laughs> flipped out over deflating some footballs a little bit, then yeah, covering your hands in yeah. adhesive substances. So I think it's a bad football tip, but it is a great comedy tip because Tim... Mm-hmm. Shows how to spread the glue on your hands. He gets his hands stuck together, and then he, and then realizes that they're stuck, and is trying to have the boys pull his hands apart. Yeah. In the process of doing this, they pull him straight into the camera. His face 
comes right into the camera. His mouth is open. His, and we push into it. And then it goes dark. And then we just see a uvula, cartoon uvula, that's supposed to be Tim's just, just flapping at us. Yeah, and it wasn't completely unnecessary because they had already transitioned to black. And then they bring the animation in. Uh, and... I want to bet that, uh, going back to our template idea, that the editors created uh, transition templates, that that uvula is going to be a uh, thermostat or a uh, thermometer <laughs> at some point in a future episode. I, You know, well, I do remember there was a, there was, I think in episode one, a tape measure kind of pops up into screen, wiggles around, and, <laughs> and wipes through the, through the thing. So that could be, that could be that template yeah. flipped, flipped, turned upside down. Yeah. So anyway, that that was <laughs> the, the point is that's the transition that yeah. most upset me was that we get a needless uvula in the face. Yeah, yeah, and that was uh, the crux of the whole cold open as well. Uh, so kudos for two birds with one stone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, this is uh, an exciting development. I just I don't mean to distract from our own podcast. Yeah, but literally as we are recording, yeah, I just got a message from uh, the girl, the home improvement girl. Well, which home improvement girl? That from from our preamble, the from oh. the the home improvement. Oh my gosh! Uh, online dating conversation. L- and let's read it right now. Um, well, I've got her. I've, she she's into it. She wants to. She gave me her Aww, number. This so, is great. Well, you could be hearing a, a budding romance here. I wear. Hey, man, flannel on flannel. Do it. Do it upright. <laughs> it's right. I'll take my dating tips from Al. And um, I'll live up to one of my my screen names. And if anyone if anyone is going to appreciate this, it's going to be the only girl on OKCupid who can get down on home improvements. So. I didn't. I'm not going to confirm or deny that it's OKCupid. Okay. Okay. Sure. Could be. <laughs> could be friends. But for the sake of simplicity, we'll just go with it. Yeah, man. No, it could, it could be anything. It could yeah. be Ashley Madison. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we go into our theme song. Do you have anything about the theme song this week? I've noticed just. Like little tiny details here and there, but I, I don't have anything. I mean, what have you, what have you picked up? Um, it's just uh, nothing really. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> well, it's just like little un unmentionable things. Like they they recorded. I couldn't remember if um, last season. You know when Tim uh, busts through the wall with a sledgehammer? Yeah. Uh, Jill kind of looks through the hole, mm-hmm. and in this episode or in this uh season she's got the curly hair yeah when she looks through the hole but i don't i feel like she had the curly hair when she looked through the hole in the first season too or mm. am i retro am i retconning it you're retconning it in your head am she's I? she's different because i specifically thought in the first episode oh they kept tim's smashing footage but they shot new jill looking through the hole oh. and frowning footage right. well and we should also mention that uh the hair is addressed in this episode i was very happy <laughs> about that there was just a talk about it like she she says like do you like my hair tim is that a problem for you you know when i changed it and i'm like oh Oh, thank you show <laughs> i mean you didn't ask me but at least the characters are asking each other um okay so we come back from the theme song and we're into uh the taylor household yes we're well yeah and it's karen arriving to look after the boys for date night <laughs> meanwhile tim is still out back and we see him through the window <laughs> getting yanked back and forth by the boys trying to pull his hands apart and it felt very zucker brothers to me uh you know like old naked gun or airplane where you had the like humor the kind of physical comedy happening in the background while mm. the the narrative is happening in the foreground yeah and and i also just appreciated that they set up uh, they set up this stupid tim gluing his hands together gag in the cold open and then it kind of carries through the first <laughs> yeah, half of the episode it was like i love the commitment to that and it was a really good gag mm-hmm. too so 
you know, uh, Jill and Karen are watching on TV as Tim is talking to this lady on Tool Time and looking at her butt. And then uh, <laughs> I know I sounded like Jill when you said that. I, she's slowly taking over. I, I'm I'm slowly <laughs> absorbing her fake Southern-ish accent. <laughs> <laughs> I powdered your butt, bugs. Uh, so so they see Tim looking at the girl's butt. Well, meanwhile. Uh, the the boys finally pull Tim's hands apart. So he comes back in and he's mm-hmm. verbally sparring with them. They're going after him for looking at this girl. Everything he touches, his hand is sticking to the doorknob, the chair back, the and and I was honestly thinking, I, I like this episode, but from the jump when he gets his hands glued together, I'm like, wait, is this whole episode going to be like just Tim trying to go through this date without revealing that his hands are glued <laughs> together, or is it going to be Tim at the restaurant with his hands sticking to everything like a frog? Yeah, right. Uh, Sadly, no, but they do keep the bit going well into dinner. And I think, uh, so in this uh, little moment here where Betsy, uh, or I'm sorry, Karen, played by Betsy Randall, yes. um, is kind of drawing his, uh, Tim's attention to, like, this is a rude thing to do. You're married. You should be happy. You shouldn't be doing this. Um, and Tim is kind of throwing the masculinity back in her face the way that they do when they spar. We talked in the past about um, how the show kind of balances a bit, like, to kind of take the edge off of the politics, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I like that they became a little more like, they added the the element of him with his hands get, sticking to things while this is happening so yeah. that it's like, it's not too in your face. It's not too yeah. gender politics. And it's another Zucker Brothers move where there's the narrative up front and then sight gags yeah, behind it. Exactly. Because J- Jill and Karen don't know that he glued his hands and he's hiding it. Like, they're not seeing him when he's getting... Like, he puts his hand on top of one of those yellow sports cars on the... on the Yeah, one of his models. Yeah, and then he, and then he picks it up and it's stuck to it and he's gesturing to, to Karen with it. <laughs> Look, but sight gags aside, let's get to the actual heart of the issue, Landon. Yes. You're in a relationship, a committed relationship with a woman who you love. A beautiful woman walks by. Mm-hmm. A, do you look? B, should you feel bad for looking at another woman, merely looking? Are you asking for my personal thing or, or the you, you, general consensus of society? Here? Well, I'm, I'm asking for your personal opinion because I think this one's a little blown out of proportion on this yeah, show. I agree. I okay. totally agree. Uh, the way that I would handle it is, yes, I would look. Mm-hmm. And then I would bring it up with uh, my date or my significant other whoever i'm with and and you'd bring it up in such a way as to say oh if you're into that sort of thing that woman is almost as attractive as you are and <laughs> and you spin it in a way that makes it a compliment um yeah i mean i wouldn't even like I, i'd be just more upfront about it just you know i think uh I, i'm trying to paint a scenario in my head um but well, well i mean well this is the home improvement lady i mean maybe it's going to happen on your first date we need to practice <laughs> that's true that's let's right. also keep calling her home improvement lady <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, no, I would, I mean, there's no reason to hide it. I mean, I feel like it's not just a male thing. I feel like both men and women do it. Uh, women might not be as blatant about it or they might not, uh, there might not be as much attention drawn to a woman doing it, but I think that you can have a conversation about it. I don't think just being attracted to someone or having a glance at something means you're cheating or that it's rude or that it's you know if you're staring yeah if it's distracting you from a conversation yeah that's a different story looking multiple times yeah sure i i would like to see the version of this episode where they have this whole talk and they go after tim and then (laughs) tim and jill and karen 
are like at the store together or something and Brad Pitt, Circa Thelma, and Louise <laughs> is walking around shirtless. Right. Well, then how are you two going to react? Yeah. I mean, because I would look at shirtless 1993 Brad Pitt and well, I'm not even gay. That's the that's precisely the thing is I think that women, and I'm not speaking for women. I'm going to put that out there right now. But you my not kid, speaking for women. <laughs> I just want to make sure that I'm not forcing my male mentality on people. But from my experience in talking to my female friends, they look at other women as much as men do. Yeah. In a different context, maybe. But, you know, they're going to do the overactive glance as much as a man is. Don't give credence to this shitty title. <laughs> <laughs> Call it anything but that. Um, uh, the, I only have the eyes wayward for eyes. Yeah. How about that? A, an eye in a moment, in a day, <laughs> in a life in time. <laughs> oh, man. I miss Andy Rooney. <clears throat> um, you know, back in my day... <laughs> Men only looked at the people they were married to. Because back in my day, men wore horse blinders. They were more common. <laughs> Whatever happened to horses? You know, I think horses are vastly superior to cars. That's all That's all, Andy Rooney I've got today. The man's right. dead, guys. Yeah. No, I mean, we can only puppet master him for so long before we have to put him back in his coffin. Yeah. Plus, you want to wash your hand after going up there with it. <laughs> okay. Um, and the Rooney estate sues us. There... <laughs> you know what I like about respecting the dead? No one does it anymore. <laughs> Um, there's there's a moment where you know Jill and Karen are giving him some crap, and uh, there's a phrase that Jill says. She's like mimicking Tim's inner monologue, and you know, when they pause the video and he's looking at her caboose. Um, I don't know why I went so PG all of a sudden. I don't know either, but please keep doing it. <laughs> um, where she's she's kind of voicing his inner monologue the way that she voiced the the sparrow in the weird. Uh, oh yeah, that, end that, credits. Yeah, that old chestnut. Yeah. That hilarious moment. And yeah, she she uses the phrase, "Do those legs go all the way up?" And I wanna I wanna just put that out on the table for a discussion because I've never understood that phrase. I'm gonna say legs that don't go all the way up are ineffective legs. <laughs> if her if a woman's legs don't go all the way up, you probably will notice she's probably in a wheelchair and <laughs> and you know yeah, but go all the way up. Up to what? I don't get, like, what... In my mind, it's like creating a, uh, like, a Rolling Stones, you know, the lips? Isn't there, yeah, uh, uh, or I'm thinking Rocky Horror Picture Show or something where the, like, legs are coming directly out of the mouth? Yeah, well, it's either legs that go all the way up or, like, the term legs up to her ass, but this... But, but then isn't that every leg? The nature of asses is they're made out of the tops of legs, so... <laughs> There's not like this, like this saying posits that there's like this, that some women have this nether region that their legs go into before their butt starts. There's like this Bermuda Triangle of, of like not quite oh legs, God. not quite butt. You can only find it on the dark web. <laughs> it's a very specific kind of porn. It's extreme. <laughs> you, you have to, you have to, you have to check in and like sign in and verify that you're over 50 years old to see it. That's how, that's how oh, intense. Man. Oh, that's only what HG well, or, uh, HP Lovecraft has been writing about. It's where the Cthulhu comes from. It, it's the indescribable hor- horror of the like mega ass. <laughs> the, the, uh, the Dunwich Badonkadonk. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, there's a uh, what the 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 necronomic butt. <laughs> I was trying to Astronomicon. Uh Baba Duke sort of thing, but I think Baba Duke is just enough to uh be a synonym for a, a, a junk of the trunk. Yeah, so we were saying that 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 acclaimed indie horror movie is actually about a, a butt haunting some people. <laughs> a butt haunting. Yep. The the actually the alternate title for that was The Buttoning, but it just didn't <laughs> 
it didn't really well, actually it sold very well yeah, in certain markets. The big button industry was really like, <laughs> no, we can't have a horror film. And the Benjamin Button people sued them <laughs> because technically a buttoning is when you age in reverse. <laughs> oh, it was a multifaceted lawsuit. Um, it, can we give ourselves the award for dumbest podcast ever? <laughs> I don't think anything is worse than this. Um, uh, we transition from that scene. Unless you do you have more in that scene that you want to talk about? I just think it's. Sh- I just think that generally it's cool for dudes to look at other women's songs. They're yeah. not like cheating on their wives or staring. So yeah, it's, I think just, we, it's, we handle that. It's nature. It's yeah, you it's know. instinct. You know. Yeah, I wouldn't. Doesn't, I don't think there's anything attached to it when you're doing it. Yeah, it's well, not, it's not attached for all to some, some guys. You know. The, what's the term? What's that millennial term? Fuck boys? Is that oh, yeah. Fuck boys is the term. B-O-I-S? I don't know. Wait, is I'm it not... with, a, with an I? thought it was with a Y, not an I. I don't know. I honestly have no idea. I, am or, am, I might be confusing with skater boy with an eight and an oh, O-I. Yes. I don't know. Yes. You said see you later, boy. I'll probably Presumably also with an eight <laughs> and an O-I. Uh, by uh, acclaimed artist Avril... Levigny. Levigny, yes. Um, So we go from that scene into the restaurant where the date is, and we both were like, is this offsides? (laughs) Where's Touchdown Rick? (laughs) Now, I will say, I did notice a black background actor sitting at a nearby table, and maybe it's racist. Also, he was turned away from the camera, so it was reasonable to assume, but I was like, (laughs) could it be? Is Touchdown Rick here? One year later, because this is episode three, and that was episode three. I, and the reason I knew it wasn't Touchdown Rick is because Landon definitely would have told me if Touchdown Rick was in another episode. We would have discussed. By the way, that was John Marshall Jones <laughs> in in a in a speechless cameo, <laughs> only for the super fans. What if? Yeah. What if in the background the uh, Offsides episode was playing out, and there was like oh. some weird time temporal uh, discontinuum there? Uh, Improvementception. <laughs> well, but this is clearly not the restaurant from Offsides no. because it is an Indian restaurant. Bombay Inn. Whoa, you where, was the name even up someplace? It's on there? the menus. Oh God. What? Well, I, and I, I, my, my designer eyes are, are like attracted to fonts and uh, <laughs> and uh, design. Stuff. It wasn't in papyrus, was it? <laughs> no, but it wasn't a pretty like. Okay, that's like on the nose Indian restaurant font. And there was also a an on the nose Indian food joke where Tim make like Jill says, "Oh yeah, I'm sure we're trying Indian food. They've got tikka masala and this and also <laughs> and also and she says some indescribable word mm. and Tim goes, "Ah, it smells like someone took an indescribable word in here." <laughs> uh and I just want to say I live on the same street as two Indian restaurants yeah. and they I've sm- I smell a lot of human excrement in my life, Landon. I ride the subway in L.A., and that is just a toilet for, like, approximately 10% of the city. Yes. It, Indian food smells very different. Indian yes. food smells delicious. Agreed. Uh, I want some curry right now, actually. I also want some curry right now. <laughs> and that's the end of the show, folks. We're taking a curry break. Um, but so, yeah, they're at this Indian place, mm-hmm. and sadly, we don't get any comedy with them eating Indian food. Yeah. It's just kind of a setup for a poop joke. Yes. There's a weird... Um... <laughs> through line happening with the the patrons and the wait staff in this uh, episode or in this I, scene in particular where no one seems to care about anything that's happening or I, have any reaction uh, sorry, it's almost so like a weird uh, dreamscape that's happening where because he he's with the stickiness of his hands he's got the butter knife and he's trying to get the butter knife unstuck and it flings it over his shoulder and it goes ding like butter knives do those yeah. super sharp butter knives that just impale themselves think in back to the very pilot episode where the dishwasher shot the butter knife out into the door oh, frame yeah. dude it's callback city <laughs> yeah but but then but then the, so there's a waiter that's like right next to the butter knife and he just looks at it and goes hmm 
and he, then walks into the kitchen. He all, he all he had to do was just break the fourth wall, look into the camera, and just like shake his head and roll his eyes as if to say, <laughs> "Oh, those tailors." <laughs> and then it pauses and says, "Mentos." Yeah, the fresh maker. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, do we still make Mentos? I think they still do make Mentos because I saw uh, they were given as a gift at a birthday party oh. I went to recently. I don't ah, know if they still make those bad commercials. <laughs> uh, what well, I'm th- this. I think that this restaurant is a lot like the hotel in Barton Fink in that it exists in the real world, but it makes no sense. And once you're inside, it's like another region. Positing that this restaurant is in hell. Yes, and I'm positing that the maitre d' is Steve Buscemi <laughs> eating ribs. Coming up from uh, the dungeons of the Seventh Ring. Exactly, and he gives you a card that says his name is Chet. I'm also, because I've seen Barton Fink once, like, 12 years ago, and I'm surprised oh, how much I'm remembering about yeah, Barton it's Fink. Yeah, it's my favorite Coen brother movie. It's your favorite Coen yeah. brother? Man, I feel, as, as a huge Coen fan, I, I came down on the other side of Barton Fink. Yeah, I came down on the other side of Hudsucker Proxy, which <sighs> I am realizing I'm revealing this to you for the first time on our show. See, that's... That's the thing, man, because Hudsucker might be my favorite, so we might have to, for real, cancel the podcast now. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry to our listeners who are just tuning in because they want to hear us talk about home improvement. Instead, it's like Coen Brothers, the the, the Frasier. Um, I like talking about Frasier. I like and that. I miss we haven't brought it up in a while. Well, now we did. There you go. As, and and the Coens were a backdoor. The point is, guys. This this restaurant is another region, somewhat like hell, because everyone there either or a woman's behind. This restaurant's legs go straight up into something and then become a butt. Uh, for for whatever reason, though, everyone in the everyone in the restaurant is either just sort of mildly amused and passively watching mm-hmm. uh, the chaos that Tim creates, or they are all the biggest diehard Tool Time fans. Yes, it's like it's like this is a Tool Time fan club meeting. Yeah. Happening at this place. <laughs> Seriously. It's interesting because later in the episode, Joe, Jill uh, refers to uh, Tool Time as a low-rated cable show. But <sighs> apparently everybody in the world knows him. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, it takes some real stones to insult this, to insult your husband's success, Jill, when he just <laughs> yeah, was, right. when everyone... So what happens... In the restaurant, yes. like he he comes in and and like a guy recognizes him at first and grunts at him a bunch, yeah, and which really gave you uh, you had to work real hard for the the grunt count on there, that one. Th- this episode, There's a lot of overlapping grunts. Yeah, this episode started. It was hot and heavy with the grunts. <laughs> there were there were more. This this it was the third in terms of grunt count yeah. of all time of most grunts per episode. P.S. What is the grunt count? The grunt count for this episode is twenty seven grunts. Oh dang, seven. Of those grunts occurred in the cold open alone, wow. and if you'll remember, seven is our average for most episodes yeah, right. in season one. So they've clearly upped their grunt game in a way that I was going to expect them to do right wow. off the bat in, in uh, Read My Hips. But so he comes into the restaurant, they sit down, guys are grunting at them, and Tim's been challenged by Jill to not look at another woman for mm-hmm. the whole time they're here. Sure enough, it's a 90s sitcom, sexy girls coming in this restaurant left yeah. and right, there's nothing sexy girls like more than Indian food. I think we all know that. Uh, and so Tim is going to greater and greater lengths not to look at them. And then at one point, Jill gets up and goes to the bathroom, and there's this super, super sexy girl sitting behind Tim, and he sneaks a quick glance at her because Jill has built up to him. Oh, there's this bombshell behind you. Mm-hmm. She comes over and sees that it's Tim, and she runs over, and she's a huge fan of the show. She sits down and wants him to sign uh, an autograph for her. She has a comically long last name. Tim is in a hurry to yes. try and get it done. And then Jill comes back. Yeah. Uh, now, you seem to have something you want to say about this woman from the way that you're smirking at me. Do you want me to finish the anecdote? <laughs> yes, first? please. Okay. 
So Jill comes back, and Tim is so shocked to see her back while he's trying to get rid of this this woman mm-hmm. that he inadvertently starts choking on a piece of bread. Yes. And so Tim is coughing and coughing and jumping up and trying to get help from anyone in the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. All, everyone else in the restaurant. And so it's like, basically, it's 60%, 70% men and yeah. a few sexy girls. And all of the men are just cheering and grunting because they think his choking sounds are grunts. So they think that Tim, in the middle of a romantic dinner with his wife, has gotten up to lead the entire (laughs) restaurant in a round of grunting. Oh my god, I haven't thought of it through that perspective. Because that's what happens. I think that on on Home Improvement, the only people dumber than Tim are everyone else in the universe (laughs) who is not Wilson or his wife or Al. Yeah. Um, So... Finally then, Jill gets the hint that he's choking and goes and starts Heimlicking him. Mm-hmm. And and how many Heimlich gags have you seen in movies and TV shows? Six billion? Seven billion? <laughs> uh, I was going to say seven billion and one, but, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to be prices right rules precise. here? Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, sure enough, we cut to a wider shot, like, from right over <laughs> someone else's dinner table of another patron, yeah. this guy sitting there. And it's just this man eating soup alone... <laughs> And he's poor guy, just eating alone. <laughs> no, his wife left him that day, <laughs> and, and he lost his job. And then he's at this restaurant full of sexy girls and Tool Time fans eating a lonely bowl of soup. <laughs> and so he's, but he's sitting there and just calmly watching this man choking to death. Yeah, Jill Heimlich's him and ejects the bread from Tim's throat. And then, of course, the bread flies out and lands in this guy's soup, which splashes out <laughs> onto the table and his shirt. And so, so your wife's just left you, you've been fired from your job, you're trying to enjoy a solitary meal at an Indian restaurant, and then a piece of regurgitated food lands in the soup that you're still going to have to pay for. I wouldn't be chill yeah. with this, but the guy just is kind of like, ah, well, ah, ah. Tim, will you autograph my soup? I mean, he, he honestly, he just kind of smiles warmly and looks yeah. at it and nods. As it's almost as if they took an audience member and gave him. A role on the show. I know he's just like, like I'm just happy to be here. I just I'm so glad I got the camera on me for a while. <laughs> it's like it's like he was at a picnic and a butterfly came and landed on his food and yeah. he was like, oh what a what a marvelous moment that God has created for me. Yeah, but then uh, moments later, his wife divorces him. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then he's like, well, I'm now now I've eaten my lunch. I need yeah. to plan my dinner. And then he gets stung by a bee and, uh, <laughs> and loses his shoe and he falls down the hill. Wow, what a what a dark fantasy he you've created. He had a really bad day and he just wanted to enjoy his soup. So many comical pratfalls. So, so much slapstick <laughs> disorder falling, uh, coming into this man's life. Oh um, my God. But so what do you have to say about this lady, though? Truman. Landon. Truman. Do, do, is, this, is this lady someone who I should know? Truman. Landon. <clears throat> we have a theory on this show. Uh, yeah, we do. About Al Borland being a spy. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Hi. Now, we haven't seen Lisa in a while. We have not. And we know that Al spends some time after work with Lisa, whether it's putting up shelves whether it's uh, putting up sex shelves, <laughs> who knows? Or just just pouring back some Miller highlights. Indeed. Now we have uh, a woman enter this scene in a very bombshelly dress. It's it's a nice dress. You don't get a lot of super sexy babes on this show, and so it's you know it, it was a nice moment. And her name is Kiki Van Fusterwallen uh, Shine Law. <laughs> I'm reading that offline. It's 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 too long. It's one of those names that are like. Uh, too long to absorb all of the letters at once. Clearly seems like a fake name. Yeah. Now, here's an interesting tidbit. The actress who plays this woman is named Debbie Dunning. She goes on to play Heidi, the tool woman, who replaces Wait. Lisa. 
She, so she's starting next season. She's a regular on this show. Yes. Holy shit. Wait. So the, here's what I'm posing. Wh- wait, what? Come on. Wait. I'm posing that Lisa has found out about L and his secret agentiness. Yeah. And that he and the agency, or maybe maybe he fell in love with Lisa. That's he's got a soft spot. Yeah, he's got a soft spot. So the the agency, the quote unquote agency. <laughs> thanks, Quobot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it took you a second to get in there. Thank you. <laughs> uh the agency has sent a sleeper agent to uh course correct the situation. Oh. So it's a La Femme Nikita sort of situation. Exactly, yes. Like the the dude, mm-hmm. the cleaner. Winston Wolf. I'm blending my '90s <laughs> movies, but you get yeah, exactly. all the same job. Uh, La Femme Nikita, starring Harvey Keitel. Yes. Um, <laughs> so this is this is what I'm posing. Now we don't get too much yet, but it's it's uh, this Heidi, the sleeper agent, uh, posing to get a, a assessment of the situation as Kiki Van uh, Fuster Wallen Shinelaw. I appreciate and, uh, you for trying to say that twice. <laughs> So you're saying that, like, Al has called home and said that the situation is not tenable. They send out uh, Kiki, uh, or at least this woman mm-hmm. who calls herself Kiki, mm-hmm. to sort of case the joint, get a look at Tim, see, see like, how permeable this operation is. Yeah. And then she goes to him at dinner, briefly initiates contact with him, and makes him choke on his bread. And she realizes, oh, yeah, yeah. I can get in here just fine. Well, now, this is what I think we have to pay attention to for the rest of this season. Yeah. Before she comes in, yeah. is... Uh, I don't know that Al called home. It could be a situation where he fell in love with Lisa and uh, didn't call home. Or mm. ca- home has been trying to call him yeah, and has been getting no response. And so they are sending in, um, you know, what you just said, you know, another agent to come in and assess the situation. So I think we got to pay attention closely to uh, Al and Lisa's relationship through the rest of the season. I, you know, it, well, let's put that under a magnifying glass. Not that we would not have otherwise, but now there's all the more reason to. <laughs> uh, that's, I mean, that's just fascinating. We got a sneak peek of of Heidi, yeah, who, future tool lady, who hopefully will have a larger role than the current tool lady, <laughs> which I can, uh, I can definitely guarantee that she does. Good, good. So that's. So all, and it's a very eventful dinner. Let's yeah. just say that it was a, a very long scene, actually. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, and they seem to have spent a lot of money on that set. So yeah. good for them. Get yeah. your money's worth. And we're back home, where Karen, who was supposed to have been watching the boys, has <laughs> yeah. instead been sitting up playing cards with them. Yeah, because if there's any three kids who are great at sitting still and following rules, it's those three kids, <laughs> right? Um, and they get back, and uh, uh, and Tim is fairly insulting to Karen, who just babysat his kids all night, presumably for free, because they don't pay her. She throws a lot of, a lot of pines at him. Pines? Pines? Uh, what was the word I was going Pine for there? Pines? Uh, I think I was going Spines? for, like... Spines? What, what, what am I thinking of those, like, spiky things that come from the ground that uh, Kate Blanchett throws out in Thor Ragnarok? Uh, well, well, Spe- spears? No. This episode of Grow Work brought to you by Thor Ragnarok in theaters <laughs> now. <laughs> um, uh, spires. Spires. I don't know why I was reaching for that word. I, I guess because you saw Thor Ragnarok. Recently. I guess so. I mean, maybe. Well, now I want to see it so I can understand this episode of Grunt Work. She's throwing darts at him. How about darts. that? Okay. That's a less uh, pretentious thing to go or for. Or just shade. <laughs> shade. A thing that is commonly she's, thrown. She's giving him a lot of shit. Let's just get down to the brass tacks here. Uh, brass spires. Uh, <laughs> My father, God bless him, once referred to it as throwing shadows. That's all I want to say. <laughs> 
That's it. That's it. We just have to keep going. If you're listening, Dad, I love you. What Go we on. throw in the shadows. Yeah. <laughs> Directed by Taika Waititi. Waititi. Why? I don't know. Director of Thor Ragnarok. Director of Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok in theaters now. <laughs> when his guardian god Thor finds himself transported across the galaxy to fight in gladiatorial matches on another planet, he has to find a way to escape while also doing battle with his best friend, the Incredible Hulk, in order to save Asgard from Hela. <laughs> Oh my god, that was a great synopsis for not having seen the movie. I may or may not have, I may or may not write a event promotion copy for my job, and I may or may not have written an event promotional copy for a screening of Thor Ragnarok in theaters now. <laughs> so please continue. Um, we, we, we've made our money saying, for the week. You were you were saying that Tim is being rude to her, but in true Karen fashion, she is poking the bear. He's just throwing it back because. <clears throat> Jill comes in and saying, oh, we had a lovely time, blah, 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 blah. Tim and couldn't go more than two minutes without looking at a yeah, woman. Yeah, exactly. And this blonde shell, and you know, basically... Blonde shell. The, <laughs> the, uh, the whole restaurant narrative comes out to Karen, and then they go into, you know, Karen says, you know, if we were married, um, I would be a little offended if you did this. You know, that, it goes into that sort of conversation. Mm-hmm. She and Tim throw some mutual shade at one another, and then um, and he does he does say thank you, Karen, as he yeah. leads her out. So I guess that there's that to be said. Although she does say uh, she doesn't say bombshell. She she goes uh, Bambi the Land Nymph came in, which is uh, my favorite Ralph Bakshi film. <laughs> um, and so anyway, then Tim and Jill talk once Karen is gone, and yeah. it's all been kind of. As it always is when Jill and Karen are going after Tim, it's all jokey, laughy. Like, this whole time, it seemed to me like Jill was in very good sport about this, Mm -hmm. and she wasn't... She wasn't so much offended as she just was enjoying making Tim squirm about something. Yeah, yeah. But then she actually kind of gets on him. Yeah, after Karen leaves, yeah, yeah. she she asks, you know... Yeah, why do you look at other... Are you happy with me? Which, you know, I wasn't... You 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 said you'd take a lot of issue with uh, the topic of this, uh, the theme of this episode, and this is the, the... the exchange in particular that I kind of like was a little eh, about where she goes, are you happy in this marriage? And she's like, no one has given you any indication that he's not happy. He just looked at a girl. Yeah. And that, that kind of like, it didn't feel very Jillish to me. It, it really, that's, that's the thing for, for someone whose character and who, who works so much because she is both cool and also doesn't take any shit. I mean, in this, in this case, Tim is, Tim is, he's been spending, Loads of time with the kids. I mean, he's a great husband in mm-hmm. every regard. The fact that he occasionally looks at a woman, that's not, that should not be a warning sign. And I, it's completely, I think, valid because she makes the case to him that, like, it hurts my feelings or it makes me yeah. worry when I see that. And it's like, great, you're entitled to your feelings and talk about that, but don't act like he doesn't love you just because yeah. he, he does, looks at sexy women. It felt like she was baiting him a little bit. Yeah. You know, to, to say something wrong that would start a fight. And that just doesn't feel like Jill. That felt more the writers just trying to like propel it into the last, uh, you know, arc yeah. of this episode. Yeah. And that, and that arc really proceeds with Tim going out in the backyard, I think the next day. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> trying to help Randy a little bit more with his, well, Randy is still having football problems that cannot be solved with glue. Let's just talk about Randy before we, it was just yeah. divert to Randy land. For yeah. A yeah. Oh, Randy that's land. A- <laughs> it's my favorite, uh, psychopathic, uh, board game as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Ra- Randy land is the board game that you might not survive to the end of. It's like <laughs> Jumanji meets saw. <laughs> and if we want to touch on, uh, the psychopath stuff with Randy in this episode, uh, you might be tricked into thinking that he has feelings, but if you really pay attention to what he's saying, he is, uh, upset that he can't play sports because it hurts his social status. Yeah, it, it's classic Patrick Bateman stuff. The other kids have better <laughs> uh, better business cards than he does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Stinky um, got a table at Dorsia. 
what's George Bush doing at an <laughs> elementary school? Uh, he's much more at home at Dorcia, I would say. <laughs> Better he be at the gourmet restaurant. Randy, I know, uh, I know, <laughs> I know some dissected frogs. We can we can hide under some lettuce. He talks to Randy about the football just to finish this kind of um, yeah. through line here. He's like, I'll, I'll build you an obstacle course, and when you go through that, you'll be the best football player there well, is. And, and so he says, I'm going to build you uh, I'm going to build you a training machine. And, <laughs> and he's describing it. He's going to say, it's going to have ropes, chains, small explosions. <laughs> so, I mean, I say that's an improvement yeah. for Tim because I think in season one, it would have been large explosions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, in season three, he builds the set of Wipeout. <laughs> Wipeout is really, I feel like, the reality TV answer to home improvement. And I say that as someone who joyfully watched Wipeout Likewise. with his parents. Yeah, oh, I so miss, great. I miss Wipeout. Those big balls, man. Yeah. That's the best. I knew someone that was on... Well, I, I knew of someone. I met someone that was on that show once. W- Were they someone who, who was in it to win it, or someone who was in it to fail comically on the first go? Oh, no. She was in it to win it, and I think she was. Uh, she got pretty far. She won it? Uh, she, she didn't win it, but she... Uh, but I she don't think she even like moved on after the episode, but she was like in the final list of that episode okay good for yeah, her good yeah, for her exactly there's got to be easier ways to make fifty thousand bucks though. <laughs> but I, less fun ways tr- mm, true well i don't know i i those big balls are fun to watch people fall off of <laughs> not fun to play on yourself enough about balls landon <laughs> always us with balls uh always um so that's that's really the the, the thrust of the randy thing. yeah he does the so the the um stinger of this episode is tim has built the obstacle course and uh you know, of course, it's motorized with uh, all kinds of rotating uh, dummy blockade dummies. And, uh, yeah. Uh, you big dummy. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, of course, it goes awry. Yes. And and just the, I think the only other real piece to this puzzle is that the way Tim solves his problem with it, with Jill is he talks to Wilson in the backyard. Right. Well, I was getting oh, back okay. to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So that was just the thrust of the Randy thing. Yeah. He builds the obstacle course. It goes awry. And Randy doesn't learn how to be better at sports. Yeah. Um. So he'll move on to whatever other thing he can better manipulate people at. Uh, so many things. Really, sports is a waste of his aggression and latent <laughs> hatred for all mankind. Um, but yeah, you're right. So that it translates just to, he tells Randy, go upstairs and get changed while I build this obstacle course. And then he uh, hears this uh, tropical music coming yeah. from the other side of the fence. Oh boy, folks, we're in for a good one. <laughs> Take us through this. If you're standing up, sit down and pre- Prepare to laugh because Wilson is lying on a uh, on a like a lounger, lounger yeah, yeah. A lounger out back holding a tanning uh, tanning mirror under his neck. He's got now, like a mai tai <laughs> set up and a radio playing. Through, I yeah. really would have thought that they would have waited to like maybe season seven when they've exhausted every single. Uh, way to obscure his face before they brought out the tanning mirror. It's the, He's got the tanning mirror up, and he's got his hat on still, and yeah. it's the only thing you can see is his nose sticking <laughs> yes. up between, and what it put me in mind of more than anything is the sort of... Weekend mm, at Bernie's. N- no, <laughs> but thank you. Good guess. It put me in mind of the mascot for Home Improvement... Not Home Improvement, Home Depot. Okay. Uh, because if you look... I don't know if at, I know what that is. It's like, I mean, he's not in a lot of their branding, but like mm-hmm. there's a, the, I, the one that I can think of, they sell buckets there. It's called like Homer's all-purpose bucket. Okay. But it's like this cartoon character of like a typical handyman who's got like a hat on low. Oh my and, God, like, I'm looking at right now. All you can see is a big nose. But guys, look, yeah, please Google whatever the hell Landon just Googled. <laughs> I'll and, post it on Twitter. Yeah. It, but it, so it's just that. And so. <laughs> really, totally looks like Wilson. For, for home improvement to make one of their characters into the caricature Home Depot 
mascot. Uh, <laughs> I think we all should get a free chalupa for that one. That's, yes, that's something. You know what, man? Uh, there's a lot of con- uh, connective issue that tissue to cock. Okay. Yeah, cock. Nice. Get it. Get in there with it, Landon. Come on. Keep, keep us on track. We're uh, almost done. I, I fell apart there. Uh, Wilson explains to Tim that uh, he wishes he was on vacation, so he's projecting himself, and not to Hawaii, but to Tahiti, because yeah. it's less crowded. <laughs> Having been to Hawaii a couple times, I can say, okay, sure, sign me up for Tahiti. <laughs> or to anywhere without humidity, though. Yeah. Uh, well, with your mind, you don't have the uh, physical receptors in your body to absorb heat. Oh, well, then all I'm going to do is astrally project forever. Or, um, if you're if you're astral projecting, are you sending your body's energy out there, and would it commingle with the heat, and all you would feel is heat? Hmm. So now, well, now I don't know how to feel about astral projection. <laughs> oh, man. Stay tuned next week for uh, our interview with Doctor Strange. Yeah, we, we, raise, we raise all of the hot-button issues on yeah. this show. Astral projection... <laughs> Uh, Russian spies. Doctor Strange also appearing in Thor Ragnarok in theaters now. Oh, really? He does? <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. Is it's, that one it's, of those... It's not a spoiler. Oh, okay. Good. Um, so they... So what Wilson explains to Tim is that, oh, you look at other women, naturally... Tim asks, you don't need me to explain that Tim asks Wilson about his problem, do you? I mean, does he? You, you've listened. Yeah, he, he does. They don't They don't just shoot the shit about the lions. They oh actually talk about what's going on in Tim's life. Yeah, and then they shoot lions. That's <laughs> weird. God, this took a weird turn at the last second of this episode. Yeah. He's like, come with me. Astral project with me to the yeah. safari lands of Africa. And so then it's just, the, the episode ends with just the two of them lying in the backyard with their eyes closed, just going pew, 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 pew. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so... Wilson explains that, oh, Tim, the cave, you have the latent caveman desire to go out and sleep with as many women as possible. Do you really need someone to explain to you that men want to have sex with lots of women? <laughs> I could have told you that to anyway. Yeah. And so what Wilson says is like, yeah, it's in your blood, but it's impolite to do. Yeah. And so then on the set of Tool Time, uh, Tim apologizes. Which I, I want to take note with this because I, I want to give them credit. Um mm-hmm. I really liked the metaphor uh, approach to yes. apologizing to Jill rather than going, I got to get something off my chest. Yeah. Um, he, he comes up with this uh, metaphor about uh, a, a hacksaw. Uh, was it a hacksaw? Yeah, Some yeah. sort of saw that he yeah. pulls off the wall. And he's like, now you can go out to the store and the, the new shiny chrome ones are very alluring. But there's something to be said about the trusty saw that's always been with you that gets the job done. And um, I, I just really enjoyed that uh the obscuring the point so that in my mind the reality of the tool time audience isn't just like why are you talking about your wife again <laughs> i want to see how you cut this pipe <laughs> and and it's true he he speaks so obliquely about it and we see jill yeah. watching this yeah. on her tv at home so at one point it's just the shot on screen is a full screen shot of jill's old tv filling landon's new tv <laughs> which was trippy yes but so it's tim on uh, talking about all this and meanwhile, it's at uh, the end of Mrs. Doubtfire, where they're watching, uh, <laughs> watching his show. Yeah, it's 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 multiple layers of TV. It's yeah. like, yo, dog, I heard you like TV, so I put TV on your TV so you can watch TV while you watch TV. Uh, Al is in the background as Tim is very kind of emotionally explaining mm. about how much he cares about this saw, and Al is getting all choked up and crying yeah. because he thinks it's about him. Yeah, which is hilarious. Uh, Al not making much of an appearance in this episode, but really utilizing the small time that he has. Absolutely does. And so he runs over and hugs Tim crying and says, <laughs> oh, you really do appreciate me. And Tim says something about going to commercial and tries to walk away with Al still hugging him. And that, for me, was when we hit peak home improvement yeah. and I was at maximum happiness. <laughs> and then, and 
then he and Jill apologize and the episode ends. So it's pretty yeah. much I went out on a high note. Yeah, exactly. And then we get a another another outtake, unlike um, last season where we got just a lot of extended uh, seeds and scenes and bird narration. Yeah. Uh, That's why there's so much birds, because of the seeds <laughs> and the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, and that was it. Uh I think we covered everything I have. Do you have anything else? That's that's all that I've got. You know, don't don't look at too many women if you're married, unless you and your wife have an arrangement. The show notes for this episode will be posted on our website, which is gruntworkpodcast.com. <laughs> One of these days, you're going to have that. Uh... One of these days, I'm going to be good at my job. <laughs> uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it where you can. Uh, it really helps others find us. Plus, every time you share us... We won't look at any other fans except you. Aw. Uh, on our website, you can also sign up for our weekly newsletter, which is uh, the easiest way to get notifications of new episodes and uh, whatever kind of other content we can come up with that week. I've been posting the show notes. Um, and I what show like, notes they've been. <laughs> I feel like I say this every week. I feel like it's kind of been automated and robotic and... Because it's, I'm not putting thought into it, the listeners are going to just be like, oh yeah, this is just the show notes episode, so I'm yeah. not absorbing any of the content. So I'm going to throw a little wrench in here and sing, please give us an iTunes rating. Ba-da-da, please give us an iTunes rating. We're not really good at improvising songs. This is really, this is again, this is Elliot Kalen on the Flophouse oh, territory. Yeah. We're really, go. we're outclassed. We got to get him to, to sing us a song on here. He lives in LA now. He's got oh, yeah. nothing better to do. That's right. Yeah. Um... You can follow us on the various social media places, social, uh, <laughs> at GruntWorkPod. And with that, I guess we'll I, see you next week. Yeah. So uh, don't look at anyone who your wife doesn't want you to look at, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Th- thanks, quote bot. <laughs> When's that voice going to drop? Bye.